0: What's up, everybody? It's Sophia Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And, uh, oh, man, this is a tough one for me today because I recorded this episode already and somehow it got lost, got misplaced, and so I'm recording it again. And that's really not a big deal. I don't mind doing these episodes again. We've had that happen, um, I don't know, at least once or twice more than I can think of. But, you know, we're doing a daily podcast, right? So, There's some days where, like, I'm in the zone and I'm feeling it, and everything comes out clear and clean and concise. And there's other days where, you know, it's a bit of a push and it's still fine and everything turns out great, but, you know, it's just a bit more of a struggle. And anyway, this episode, the first take was so good. It was like immaculate. And uh, the fact that we lost it is just a bit heartbreaking. So um, anyways, this is take two. And I'm pretty confident it's going to be really good uh, as well. I I don't know if it'll uh, match up. We'll just have to wait and see. But we're talking about breaking up with technology. And this was inspired by a client of ours who, you know, just posted in our community, Today, you know, Saturday, April 14th, uh, today I'm breaking up with technology. It was just like this very formal thing, very official, and I was kind of, you know, just intrigued by it. I thought, that's a really, it's an interesting concept, and why is he making such a big deal of this? And um, it was cool to hear his process a little bit, and hear some of the things he was working through, um, because he, he basically just realized how destructive technology was in his life, and those sentiments are across the board, right? I think all of us, I acknowledge that technology has a, it's a double edged sword. It has benefits for sure. And it has detriments as well. But I think for him, what I was really struck by and why I wanted to share this with you guys today is because it was not just like, oh, technology's in my life. And sometimes it's negative. It was, I have formed a toxic attachment to technology, to the point that I need to break up with it. And I, I thought that was really profound because if you've been listening to me for a while, I don't think we've talked about it lately on the podcast, but if you go back a little bit deeper into the archives, which I know a bunch of you guys do because you've told me that you found me and you started from the beginning, which, hey, kudos to you. There's a lot of content here. In the earlier episodes, we talked more about attachment theory and why I believe it is arguably one of the most important psychological concepts in the last probably two to three centuries of modern psychology, quote-unquote. That's not, that's not even the right language, because um, modern, modern psychology uh, has really only existed for probably about 100 years. But I, I think of all the ph- philosophical ideologies that have come along the way in the last three centuries, along you know, how we think and how relationships form, um, attachment theory is really important. So, anyways, that was almost a tangent. I think I just saved myself because um, I was going to go down that big historical rabbit trail. But uh, all this to say is the the reason this is important for you guys and for for myself as well is basically out of the womb, we are wired to form bonds. We are we are just connecty, bondy, attachy people it's who we are. It doesn't matter if you're like a standoffish personality, if you're Mr. independent from day 1 out of the womb. It really does not matter. It those qualities all play into it, but at the end of the day, we are wired for attachment. We are designed to bond. And the the crazy thing about our brain is while it it is able to identify the difference between, you know, technology and a human being, the reality is it is comfortable bonding with both so long as it provides some sort of reward or an avoidance of pain. Now, you may need to just rewind 15 seconds and listen to that statement again to make sure you really got it. Okay, your brain does know the difference, but it loves to form bonds, period. So, you know, when a mom is breastfeeding, they've observed that there's unusually high levels of oxytocin in her system and in the baby system oxytocin is the love hormone. And so when we typically are trying to explain to somebody what this is, we use the example of a mother breastfeeding her child because that is obviously a very bonding kind of moment. And again, illustrates that when from when we are out of the womb, bonding is taking place right away. That's one of the first things you do, right? It's now very common to have the baby have skin-to-skin contact with both the parent, uh, both the father and the mother because the research has shown that the attachment, the earlier the attachment forms, the better. And we are always forming attachments even now in our adult lives. The difference is that in the first few years, the first two years especially, but the first seven years for sure, we are. it's not just that we're forming attachments, we are forming patterns for how we attach. So yes, you are building a connection with your parents and your siblings and your peers and your teachers and your daycare leaders and strangers that you say hi to in the streets and whatever it might be. We we form bonds, but much more importantly, we form patterns for how we form bonds and those patterns exist for the rest of our lives without intervention. And what I mean by that is we can change our attachment style, we can grow and we can heal, and if we don't get everything totally right, that's totally okay. But I'm, I'm sort of prefacing the conversation about technology with the attachment theory here so that there's a clear understanding of why this concept is so important for you and I. Now, the last thing that you need to know about attachment theory is that there are four different styles of attachment, okay? The most dysfunctional of them is what we call disorganized attachment. And this pattern is observed in people who experience a lot of trauma, a lot of dysfunction in the home. Uh, there's usually extraneous circumstances that contribute to somebody forming disorganized attachment. It is very rarely just a natural occurrence. Uh, the next two are, um, are anxious attachment and avoidant attachment. Avoidant attachment is the person who is standoffish, independent, a little bit too cool to let people in. So we keep people at a distance. It's it's that avoidant like, hey, I I don't mind connecting and a little bit of small talk, but don't come too far in. Otherwise, I'm just going to put a wall up and push you away. Okay, that's avoidant. Anxious attachment is the opposite. People who sometimes come across as clingy have a anxious attachment style, as in they fear the abandonment, they fear the disconnection, so much so that they actually try too hard to attach. And so it creates this anxiety around attachment or more specifically around detachment. So we're moving across a spectrum here, right? Disorganized is the most dysfunctional, avoidant, And anxious attachment styles are dysfunctional as well, not to the same severity, but they are problematic in their own regard, and I'm sure you can see why that would be. But the goal here is secure attachment, okay? So on the other end of the spectrum is secure attachment. And this is where you have, again, just healthy bonding patterns formed. It doesn't mean your relationships are perfect, but what it does mean is when you run into the many imperfections that stem in every relationship, conflict, conflict, misunderstandings, disagreements, uh, whatever it might be, somebody who is securely attached is able to work through it confident that everything will work okay. There is this embedded subconscious conviction that, hey, we're going to work this through. It's going to be okay, and I don't need to push you away, and I don't need to try to pull really hard and try to keep you close. We're just going to talk through this as two autonomous adults, and we're going to reach a conclusion that is actually useful for our connection. So this is what healthy attachment looks like. Okay, now let's take all of that information and put this into the context of technology, phone usage, laptops, uh, tablets, whatever it might be. We, we we use devices ad nauseum in today's day and age. And the profundity of my client deciding to break up with technology is it is not just him saying, yeah, I'm going on a technology fast, I'm not gonna use my phone as much, I'm gonna up the restriction requirements. What he's actually saying is, I am going to detach that I may learn to form healthier attachments. And that's a really big deal. See, the interesting thing about this oxytocin thing, right? this love hormone that is prevalent when you are bonding you know with with your mom originally when you're being breastfed as a baby the interesting thing is oxytocin is also prevalent when a man ejaculates so that's something we're thinking about right because we would we would like to say that sex is purely physical but even on a physiological level there are indicators here that that tell us there's more to the story than just something physical Right. That's why people always say, uh, if, if you know, if if you have people in your life, or maybe you're somebody yourself who has chosen to have sex outside of marriage, and maybe engage in one night stands, or you know, you've quickly moved into sex in a relationship, you will often hear people say, "Sex complicates things." Right? Sex complicates the relationship because we logically tell ourselves this is just a physical act, but biologically, our bodies are saying, "Actually, no. We formed an attachment now." and this thing became a whole lot more complex. So the thing is, oxytocin is released or it's secreted in your endocrine system when you bond. And if you don't think you're bonded to your technology, you are sorely mistaken. The, the truth is it would be interesting actually for them to see what kind of presence of oxytocin exists in people who are on their phones versus when they're not. And maybe there are studies out there. I should look into it. But the, the truth of the matter is you can always tell that a bond exists when number one, you can't go long without in engagement with the item or the person. Uh, number two, when you have a reliance on that thing in your day-to-day life, you naturally form bonds with that and third, a really good indicator of a bond is how long you can go without it, right? Like how long can you actually go without this thing? Uh, for me, I'm I'm still surprising myself because I I have 24 hours every week where it's like, okay, I'm not checking texts, I'm not on my phone, I don't open email, I don't even really open my laptop, and I can I can feel myself like jonesing in those early hours of like oh, well, I'll just, I, I'll just check this one thing. Like just coming up with an excuse to check something totally meaningless, not even something that's engaging, just so that I can have some contact with my phone. Like there, there is a bond that has formed here. And so I want to encourage you, you know, if you're struggling with pornography, if maybe you are seeking greater levels of freedom, you might need to do some breaking up. You might need to do some detaching uh, because it's possible that you have actually found too much comfort and too much security in your devices. And for our clients who, you know, chose to engage in this practice, what it what it allowed him to do was to take back control again. You know, we we all know that person who's just been in that relationship that they should have got out of a long time ago and by the time they do get out, they're hurt. The damage is done. And we always, you know, we kind of just look and say, what were you thinking? Why did you not get out? You had your chance. But the, the reason is attachment. That's the reason. And it's funny because um, there may never come a time where where we reach that point with our technology. But it will continue to sink its claws just a little bit deeper, have just a little bit more influence. We become just a bit more reliant. And I want to encourage you, uh, something you really need to think about today is, do you need to break up with technology? Is it time to detach? Because you and I only have so many resources in our attachment bank account. We we can only attach to so many things. And what all of the research shows in sociology and in psychology are that for a better quality of life, to be healthier as an individual, it is always, always about quality, over quantity. In other words, we are not trying to say see how many friends we can have, although social media would tell you otherwise. It would tell you that the more followers you have, the more friends on Facebook, the better you're doing, the more popular you are, et cetera, et cetera. But the truth is, it is a quality game as we go further on in life. And if you are spread thin because you have formed bonds with technology and you try you're trying to have a million friends instead of maybe just a couple who really mean a lot to you, then what happens is you just don't have resources to invest in any of the myriad relationships that you have. And so none of them add any quality to your own life and you're not able to add any quality to theirs. And breaking up with technology is going to free up resources, attachment resources specifically, that are gonna enable you to form healthier, stronger bonds with people that actually mean something to you. So this is a big deal and I want to really encourage you to to give this some thought. You maybe don't have to make a ceremony out of it. Uh, You don't have to do anything formal or official but I want to encourage you to at least give some thought about how you're bonding with technology. What does your relationship really look like with technology and are there some alterations that you need to make so that your quality of life can improve and so that your other relationships can improve? So I'll leave that ball in your court but I want to thank you guys for listening. I wish you an incredible day And um, if you haven't already, I encourage you to subscribe so that you can get daily insights like this delivered straight to your feed. I know for me personally, I only really listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. So I hope you'll do the same. Much love to you guys. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery.